This podcast may contain explicit language. Just letting you know, folks, that this is a quick discussion that we recorded this morning uh, as part of a bonus discussion on our regular episode. Uh, Please enjoy. This is the Dynasty Download Podcast. All right, so I think that's probably a good place to cut it for the the regular uh, part of the show. I would like to throw in a final discussion that has nothing to do with fantasy football. In fact, it is our NBA Top 5, but this was a Twitter debate you were having. And so I figured it would be a good one to end the show with as a bonus. Just blindsided. So can we generally agree that the Top 3 is some combination of Kawhi, LeBron, and Giannis. Yes. Okay. I I didn't think that was too much of a conversation. And Kawhi is really only in there because he's a multiple-time champion, and he basically took over and willed his team of, I guess, better than we thought, rotational guys, but um, maybe they're just playing on, like, excess confidence from last year due to him. Um, But... Four and five are a little bit different to me, and then you could make a weird argument for the rest, uh, or fill out the rest of your top ten. But you and I have had a debate. I think it's we don't have to do ten. <laughs> I just I'm so caught off guard by this right now. Um, okay, it's fine. You do, but your no, thing. you and I were already having our our discussion. So I think highly of Durant, and I think he's a top ten player. I just can't necessarily put him in my top five right now. Because he's coming off an injury, he's one of the elder statesmen, and he's going to be on a new team. I really just kind of want to see him on the floor and how he plays. But, I mean, if he's back to being true prime Kevin Durant, he's at minimum a top three player, probably, let alone top five. Yeah, um, I mean, He's just such a dominant scorer that I, I don't think there's anybody else in the league that uh, can score the way he does if he's going at full tilt. Um, Damian Lillard and uh, Russell Westbrook are also uh, probably in the top 10, although Westbrook is not a piece that I would love to build around because of his style of play. Um, It makes it difficult, which is why I'm very curious to see how the Rockets do um, going forward, where they have two very ball-centric guards. Um, And they're, they're trying to play this small ball. Westbrook's come um forward a little bit in the last couple of months before quarantine so i'm i'm curious how that's going to operate in the playoffs here but uh, i think that's just a weird experiment waiting to blow up um i have to put chris paul in the top 10 i have to put dame in the top 10 and i could make an argument for paul george but uh, again that that one's difficult for me i think it's a choice between him and maybe Doncic, and i think if anything else you put it on george because he's had the longer uh experience and we know a little bit more of what he is where Doncic could be the best player in the league three years from now but i don't think he's there yet so he's he's one of those guys where i think he's um 
like on a massive upswing, but I, I just don't know what the the limit is going to be for him yet. The other two guys that I put in and you had issue with were Curry and Harden, but I don't think other than maybe Kevin Durant and Giannis, you have two guys that you have to completely rotate your entire defense around to trying to play significantly just them. Curry is by far the guy um, that stretches the court more than anybody else in the history of the NBA. I, I've watched way too many games where he's pulling up from 40 feet, and you can't guard that. You could try, but his ability to extend the floor um, really gives them another element, which is why if, like, Steph and Giannis ever, like, got together, um, just, you, you're done. There, there's there's no chance. There, there's no chance. Um, and Harden is another one where he just is such a unique scorer but again, I, I will grant you that both of their defensive liabilities have granted them issues, but, um, you know, they're former MVPs and uh, guys that you really have to um, program to stop. I don't think if I were running a defense that I'm projecting to um, play around LeBron or Kawhi, I mean, they're both really great scorers, but I don't know if I'm if there's any one thing I'm trying to take away from them as a scorer in order to try and beat them. Um, they're just good overall basketball players. Great overall basketball players. The only other one that I would put in the conversation is maybe Anthony Davis. And, but he's he's a weird one where he's never been beyond the first round of the playoffs, I don't think. And he's now on this team with LeBron, but I, I don't know. Uh, he's just such an open question mark. So, does that give you enough to work with? I mean, um, I feel like you have to throw Anthony Davis in there um, for sure, just because his versatility. Um, I'm not saying that James Harden and Steph Curry don't belong in the top um, 10 NBA players. They for sure do. I don't want them anywhere near my top three. Um, no, I, I'll agree that right now it's it's those three and it's really a cutoff after that. If I was doing if I OK, so I while you were talking, I was going through and I did as much as I could in that short period of time. If I was ranking NBA players right now, NBA players, not offensive players, not right defense player all around best players that I would want. My first person for sure would be LeBron James. I mean, I self-explanatory like. Goddamn LeBron James. I would take Giannis number two, and I would take Kawhi probably number three. Um, four, I would probably, and this one was a tough one. Um, players, man, I'm going to go Anthony Davis just because of what he can do on both sides of the floor. Um, then I would go Steph Curry, James Harden, some variation of that. Um, but then I would go Anthony or Anthony Davis. Then I would go Paul George. I love me some goddamn Paul George. And I do think that he can be the guy. Um, last year, he was in the MVP um, discussion. He had 28 points a game with Russell Westbrook. Um, and their team was really, really well, or played very, very well because they decided to play through Paul George instead of just letting Russ run around like a goddamn cyborg slamming everything they played more of paul george's type of basketball and defensively um he is one of the best defensive players in the entire league he can guard one through five 
Um, he's a six ten shooting guard for Christ's sakes. Um, so that's where I would put him. Um, number eight around, I would probably do. I hate this because I hate this dude too. Um, but I'd probably have to say Joel Embiid. I'd probably have around my eight spot. Um, that's interesting, but I think he's due to health and streakiness. I, I like if he's at his peak, sure. But I don't know if I could comfortably put him in there. But I, that, yeah, no, fine. I agree. No, I agree the same way. I don't really like the dude. Um, but when he's playing really well, um, he's doing well on both sides of the floor. And like I said, that's that's what I like a lot. So. Um, I just did eight really quick while you were talking. Um, I would have to think about nine and ten. Well, and that's fine. I think the exercise is more for the top five because that's originally what the discussion centered around. And really, when I'm I'm ranking the best players in the world, like right now, um, I'm thinking of it always in if I have to go win a playoff series, if I have to go win a finals, and I can basically do a fantasy draft, who's the number one pick? Uh, right now, I'd put that as Kawhi, and then probably LeBron number two, Giannis number three, and it's only a matter of what kind of skins do you have on the wall. Um, and then I probably have to put Steph fourth. I think there there's a tendency to overlook his ability and how much he changes the game just because uh, everybody's kind of emulated that style, but... Even when Kevin Durant was out and it was uh, him and uh, Clay and Draymond last year, they were still killing the Blazers, and they probably would have beaten the Raptors had, or Raptors had uh, Clay not gotten hurt too. So um, if if you put all three of those guys still together, and then they've got um, that early like pick in the the lottery, although I don't know how good this lottery draft is going to be, but getting another guy around that team and they can build up the rest of their depth. I think the Warriors are still going to be really, really good. They're just going to be the old guard at this point, you know, five, six years removed from what once they were. Um, Giannis, I put in that category where, uh, let's see, like I understand the amount of people that say uh, I can't pick the Bucks until I see it. But that's the attitude of everybody in the NBA. And the only reason Kawhi is like where he is is because he's done it twice on two different teams. And he basically, um, he shouldn't have beaten the 76ers last year. He shouldn't have beaten the Bucks, And he definitely shouldn't have beaten the Warriors. But he just, he pulled off the trifecta all of a sudden by I feel like hitting a miracle team, shot. The easiest team he had to play was the Warriors. They were so beat up at that point in time. Um, I feel like that was the easiest series that they had. Um, and I feel like with your, with you not yet trusting Giannis, you just sound like a, like a really hurt Bucks fan that just doesn't want to believe it yet. <laughs> like just doesn't want to well, believe that I'm this is happening. Well, I'm trying to prepare, right. You're trying I'm to prepare. You don't want to get your hopes up want, because exactly. you've been hurt so many times. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's me and every relationship <laughs> I've ever had. So, to, yeah. uh, my, so my, my, my semblance of. My personality is coming out. I'm just waiting for everybody to leave me. So anyway, that <laughs> we will get into my 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 issues. But um, with Steph I, Curry, I, with Steph Curry, this is this is this is my thing. Defensively, okay, I've talked about it. Also, yeah, and just, I, I won't disagree just the, on that. The, the, 
the offenses that he's played on, he's had the benefit of one playing with KD for all those years. And then before right. that, he had Clay. If you have two just lights out shooters on the court at the same freaking time, and then the bench mob that they had. You know, you had Andre Iguodala that would have started on every other team. Yeah. Coming off of your bench with Barbosa and like all those guys like that. All those David guys that have West, done it. Um, right. Livingston. You know, he had like all had those a really guys. good depth team. Right. So then he only had to worry about playing his type of game. You know, like he could run around a little bit. And I'm not taking anything away. Steph Curry is the best shooter that this league has ever seen. Probably the best yep. shooter that this league will ever see. Um, he's a very good ball handler, and he's a he's an above-average passer and everything like that, too. But it's just the eyes aren't just completely on him. Because if you just stick to him, well, then you got right. Clay going off for 60. you know, And then Draymond can still do some things, but then you got those guys coming off the bench, too. So that's, that's where – and I don't want to hold this against Steph because that's not fair that his team and his ownership group has built the perfect team to put around him. You know, but LeBron right. has had to deal with a lot of shit teams early on in his career. And then towards that, those last couple teams in Cleveland, too, like after the championship, those were some pretty I don't think they were built for him um, correctly. Um, but, you know, and then with Giannis, like I get it, like we don't want to believe that we're this good and we don't want to get hurt. And like I've been there, too, and I'm still there like, yep to some point, but the things that he's doing and as easy as he makes the game of basketball look, man, that this kid, I know. Unbelievable. I, I still take the same tact that I did to begin the year and continued throughout the year. I'm going to try and watch every minute of every game that I can with him because this might be the best bucks team I will ever see in my life. Mm-hmm. Yep. I agree and, with that. And I don't think that's that's saying too much because I, you know, I was a, a young fan when the Ray Allen, Glenn Robinson, Sam Cassell bucks were good that one year. And I was I'm still pissed at the 76ers and Allen Iverson over that bullshit. But, um, you know, it, it's one of those things where in a smaller market, although I do think that Milwaukee's. And Chicago and some of these other uh, Midwestern cities are going to have to grow due to, um, you know, global warming and, um, you know, uh, lack of resources and other things that are going to happen over the next uh, 10 years. But in a smaller market, unless the demographics significantly change, is always going to be in a difficult spot. And he's a once in a generation player that you're not going to be able to attract, even with players moving around all the time. I don't think there's too much saying that. Uh, I don't f- uh, fancy anybody moving to Milwaukee because of its, um, you know, great lakefront view. Um, you know, that it's not like Milwaukee's a bad place, but it's terribly cold in the winter. And um, we still have the in-state tax. There, there's really no benefit to being there unless it's basically your home, which we've kind of made for Giannis. So even if he leaves, though, I, that, that's the other big if of what's going to happen uh, moving forward. If they don't get to the finals and he has to move or feels he has to go somewhere else, you know, that's that's the preparation you have to do to yourself where, you know, I think as a fan, 
if he wins one as a team and like he's the lone star, he's going to be treated as the best basketball player in the world. And I don't think that's um, a bold statement. I think it's just accurate uh, because you take a little shine off of the trophy if you have to do it with other people. That's the way people are going to treat Kevin Durant now until he gets his Hall of Fame uh, bust or whatever it's going to be. And Steph is a little bit treated differently as a result of it, but LeBron had to do it with uh, Dwayne Wade and um, LeBron you know, and he had to do it with situation are, couldn't be more different. Couldn't be more different. Eh, Could not be more I don't different. know if they're that, I'm not saying they're exactly the same, but I do think people take, the general population takes a little bit of shine off the trophy that he had to go to Miami and he had to win two titles and he didn't show up in two of those four finals with the Heat. He also uh, had to go oh, back home and two of the four finals of the Heat. What are you talking yes. about, dude? You have to watch 2011 and 2014. The Both Mavs, of those yeah, he of disappeared. Oh my he disappeared. god, man! Oh my god, 2014. Like he's are a you great crazy dude. I, I'm gonna go, go through the stats. I games. am. I'm gonna go through After the stats. After game that three, nobody from the Heat showed up. Oh my god. No, no, no. this is an aesthetic thing. You can show me whatever stats you would like from 2014. I went and <laughs> Now you don't want to fucking do it. Anyway, anyway, here's the thing. Oh, you can show LeBron, me stats on LeBron 2011 because I know that. Everybody knows the stats on 2011. He had the worst fucking year. He had the worst fucking series ever. Everyone knows that. Yes. He'll tell you that. He'll tell you yes. that. But at the end of the day, who was the best player that LeBron played with in Cleveland his first stint? They gave him nobody. They gave him uh, absolutely nobody. Shut the fuck up. Carlos well, you asked me a question. At that I answered point. the question. He didn't do it. He's nobody. Kevin Durant okay, in, you asked me a question. in I answered Oklahoma the question. City had Russell Westbrook. He had James Harden. He had all those people there. He had the Warriors. They were up. They, they were up, and they were going to win, and his team fucked it away. And then after that, he goes and cries in the parking lot, gets a call from Draymond, to go and join a team that he had a chance to beat and lost. They couldn't be more different. LeBron gave Cleveland every opportunity, every opportunity to put people around him to be there. He wanted to be there. That's his home, and he left. This isn't a discussion over, like, whether I hold that against him. I do hold it against both of them. Those two situations couldn't be any different. They they couldn't be more different. Kevin Durant doesn't make that decision unless LeBron did it first. So nah, I'll even grant that. But I'm off, saying man. <laughs> their their wins as championships will never be treated in the same way that Michael's were because he won them. And people treat that like Michael won six trophies, not the Bulls won six trophies. The Michael was on so, a super team, too. I understand. I'm just getting in the fans head. I'm trying to give you the perspective Who? because perception Derives the, reality. The Celtics before, I mean, the Celtics before LeBron even left for Miami had already formed a super team. All I'm saying is you cannot hold that Miami shit against LeBron because he gave Cleveland every fucking opportunity and they gave him nothing, nothing. So he left. I, I, and then he came back and he did, fucking won. I can. I've come to a different nuanced position on it. At the time, I was really pissed off at him, but I probably shouldn't have been. 
But that doesn't matter. What I'm saying is, is that he went to other teams and had to team up with guys. And because of that, people are going to look at his wins differently than they would had he won in the same way. I, I think it, and people Giannis, are wrong. People that's are wrong. not the argument. <laughs> yeah, it I'm is. I'm just no. saying what the fan perspective because is going it to be. Shouldn't so be if Giannis wins as the only guy on a title team, he will be looked at as the uh, top player in the world. Even Kawhi moved two times. So, and he was on, when his first win happened, he was on a team with Parker and Ginobili and Duncan and all of the old guard Spurs. And yes, he was fantastic in 2014. And the Spurs absolutely dominated the Heat in that finals. I, from game three on, it was not close. They blew them out. Anyway, the point being that uh, I think people will look at it differently and Giannis gets elevated. But until he takes that step, and I don't think that's fair either because he's been probably the most dominant of the three of them in a regular season setting for the last two years, I don't know if anybody's going to give him the opportunity to be different or at least be seen differently. I, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Your argument isn't with me. You're arguing with my people argument that aren't is with here. you because that's how you feel about it. That's it's <sighs> crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. Well, my feelings on LeBron are always going to be weird anyway. LeBron, 2014 NBA Finals. He averaged 28.2 points a game, eight rebounds, four assists, two steals. Next person was Dwayne Wade. He averaged 15 points. And then his counterpart, Chris Bosh, 14 points. Okay, so let's look at this. It was a five-game series. Uh, the Heat lost by 15 in game one. They won game two by two points. They lost game three by uh, almost 20. Well, all so saying, 19. You said, you said that LeBron that LeBron laid an egg in 2014. The whole That's what you fucking said. team did. But you said LeBron. They lost you the said last 2011 games and 2014. By... That's what you said. All I'm saying is, sure, he lost the 2014 finals. So fucking what? He lost. But the the thing that this guy does on a night in and night in out basis is taken so much for granted. It's like you see the box score okay. and it's like, oh, LeBron put up. 25, 8, and 9 again. Ugh, just another fucking day. Like, You're trying to argue that he's against me, that he's not a great, or that my argument from the 2014 uh, finals is that he's not one of the great players or that he wasn't the best player. That's not it at all. But you can have, but you can have a bad series, and he's had bad uh, series oh in some of the most God. inopportune times. I can't say that's a bad series, man. You just can't. His team lost. You can say his team lost, but you can't say that's a bad series. You can't lose by 20 as the most important player on your team and say that he showed up. <laughs> I can't, I'm sorry. Man. I literally, I can't. I fucking can't. I literally can't. You should look at some of the, the margins that the Warriors lost in that year, or games they lost in that year they lost to the Cavs in the finals. Both those teams got blown okay. out most games. I'm just saying, bro, like, your argument is such bullshit. Like, LeBron shouldn't be held hostage 
while he puts up 37 points a game, a nine, some rebounds because everybody else wasn't there. Like it takes five people to win a fucking game. It takes more than that. It takes more than five people to win a fucking game. The Spurs are one of the greatest teams, teams that have yeah. ever touched the court in the NBA. Tim Duncan is a better NBA basketball player than Kobe Bryant is. And he was on that team. Yeah. You got I'll Tony Parker and you got Manu, who are all Hall of Famers. And you got Kawhi, who's going to be another Hall of Famer, who was young, fierce, and his only job was to lock LeBron up. Okay? They won. They did. They were on a mission. They were on a redemption tour, whatever. But to say that LeBron didn't show up in the series, that's asinine. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. They lost. You're right. They got blown out on a couple of games. They did. But I remember watching game. that series. They were not in those games. Whatever, bro. It's not just by the final margin. I Go back and watch games three through five. Like, the Heat were barely on the floor. I know my truth. Now, if he, I think LeBron had a better 2015 finals than he had a better 2014 finals. And that was where he was playing without Kyrie or without Kevin Love. Yeah, and probably, and he almost kind of like single-handedly almost beat that Warriors team. Yeah. So, but but his team got know. blown out some games on that. So you're gonna say he didn't have a good series? Again, you just have to watch. There's there's the stats can't always tell you everything. They tell you a lot, but I think there is a intangible quality to certain things where you watch and people are having a different game. Giannis probably had a really good stat line in game three of uh, the conference finals last year, but I watched him make or like miss like eight free throws in that game where we lost by what, three points in the end. And it was in double overtime. Like he makes one or two more free throws. That's a different game. But you don't have that argument about LeBron. You're just saying that his team got blown out. So it's his fault. All I'm saying is if I walk out of that series and my team lost the championship, but I knew I put up 28, eight and five, I'm walking out there with my head held high. Like, all right, I can guarantee you LeBron is not walking his head high over the 2014 finals. There's a reason he he immediately got out of town. Immediately got out of town, bro. He went back to fucking Cleveland. He won two goddamn championships and he went back to Cleveland because he was sorry. listening to you piles of shit talk about how he was a traitor so he went back there to shut your all asses up and that's what he did and i'm not even a lebron guy like that anymore i'm really not but dude is so disrespected for being one of the best players that's ever played in this entire league i just i still don't think he's respected enough i really don't i put him at number two i know i know so let's cut this thing before i want to kill you (laughs) <laughs> you can't make an argument that he's better than Jordan. I'm sorry. It just doesn't work for me. It's a non-starter. I, it, that's fine. That's fine. That's absolutely fine. I think his career is impressive. I think he's a absolutely great basketball player, but the, the Jordan conversation for me is a non-starter. And maybe that's, that's fine, just man. my perception of the whole thing, but... It is your perception of the whole thing, because you want to do, you want to take the guy that's going to score the most points, have the most rebounds, have more assists, that shoots better, that's bigger, that's stronger, and that's faster, and that's all LeBron James. And I guess I just don't understand. He is not the, as... The, I'm sorry. He is not as dominant a scorer as MJ, and he never would be. So what? He's not. You just he's said better, that he was. 
He's a he, dude. He will end his career with more points. He will end his career um, with more assists. He'll end his career with more rebounds. Maybe not points per game, but he'll end up with more points. He is not a scorer like Mike is. He's not. He's never been. No. You want to know why? You want to know why? Because he's a complete fucking basketball player. He does everything. And at the end of Mike the day, one defensive player of the year, of the same year he won an MVP. Day, at the end of the fucking day, LeBron James will make the correct basketball play every single time, even if it's not forcing up a shot. And he got killed for that at the beginning of this year of his career. Like, why aren't you shooting? Why I'm always going to make the right play. And I, I love that in a basketball player. Give me a complete basketball player. I get the argument from Mike, and there is no wrong answer. There's no wrong answer. There isn't. Because um, you, I no Michael Red is a I wrong would, answer. I would like I would like the guy that's taller. I'd like the guy that's stronger, and I would like the guy that's faster. I would like the guy that can guard one through five. Yes, Mike won a Defensive Player of the Year. Congratulations! But you cannot tell me that '90s basketball players are more athletic and better than today's basketball players. Not collectively, no. No, and the league not. was in a smaller no, in a smaller not. thing. But this exactly. is this is a just a conversation between it. Mike I and LeBron. Understand. If I understand. you want to have do you conversations think Michael of Jordan, best do you of think their Michael era, Jordan, do you think Michael Jordan wins a Defensive Player of the Year in today's NBA? No, but because no. it's more Hell geared fucking towards. No. Well, be, no. you look at the last few guys where you have the the guys that are taller and more athletic. Um, I don't think LeBron would win MVP or uh, Defensive Player of the Year. Like, you have to have these gazelles, like exactly. Rudy Gobert and Giannis. So exactly. I think it's a weird it's a weird comparison. Do but you here's think the LeBron... thing I'll say. All right. All right. No, no, no. no. Just, hold on. Hold just... on. Hold on. Do you think LeBron wins a Defensive Player of the Year in the 90s? Yes. <laughs> Bro, that's what I'm saying, man. That's what I'm saying. Okay. It's degrees of separation. That's but what I'm, I'm saying. saying I'm saying if you're telling me I have to pick between LeBron or I have to pick MJ in their prime, you just go like, you know, uh, 28-year-old LeBron versus 28-year-old Jordan and put them on a team Mm -hmm. to win a game, Mm -hmm. I'll take Jordan. Not that I'm dissing LeBron. I think he's a great basketball player. But if you're asking me to pick, I will take Jordan because I just think he has a certain edge. And it's probably not even something that's – uh, a statistical thing or anything else. It's just simply my thought on the intangibles that I, I think LeBron, um, I, I don't, I can't exactly put that. it in. I hate that. And that's what everybody goes to because Michael Jordan was just a goddamn magician. And what he did was like walking on water. Cause no one's ever fucking seen it before. Like I get it. And then you're asking, well, what is it? Well, what is it? They're like, I don't know what it is. He just has it. Bro, I was the biggest Michael Jordan fan there was growing up. Okay, I'm looking at my Chicago Bulls locker. It has 23 on it from when I was a kid down here in my basement. Like, sure, and that's why you're a Carolina fan. I know why what Mike did, and I know his influence on the game, and I get it. And that's why I'm going to go with there is no incorrect answer. Because if I had to choose between LeBron James or Michael Jordan to start a fucking franchise with, I am hop, skipping, jumping all over the fucking place because I really, really think that LeBron in the 90s would have been as dominant, would have been like, oh, my God, I've never seen anybody like this before. Um, 
and he would have been just as huge if he would have came before before Mike. And people would have been like, well, Mike will never be LeBron. Mike will never do the things that LeBron does. LeBron did stupid shit. Like, he's, he's made mistakes in big-time games and everything like that. But I feel like with Mike, sometimes we just forget that the 95 season never happened. Like, he played a good quarter worth of games, like, and then the playoffs before it. And they were like, well, he was retired, so we just got to give him a pass. Like, he had a really big turnover in a game against the Orlando Magic, and everyone just forgets about it. And they never, no one ever wants to talk bad about Michael Jordan. Like, he didn't do stupid shit. Like, if the social media area era was as prevalent in the 90s with Mike as it was today, okay. people would okay. hate Michael Jordan. They'd hate him. Well, I, I think there were a lot of fans that hated Michael Jordan at the time. I He's know. kind of gotten the benefit of honor. And I think LeBron will appreciate like a good wine over time as well, where it'll be the next guy. And then he's got to have the problems and everything yeah. else. We'll have yep. different discussions. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's any question. If you're going by decade, LeBron is the best player of this decade. I, I won't even question that. It's, yeah, it's absolutely. A, it's a done discussion. Tim Duncan's probably of the two thousands, Jordan of the nineties. I put Mike or magic Johnson as the eighties. Seventies is probably Kareem. Um, you don't and want to then, split the oh, 80s up with Bird and Magic like five years. No, I think Magic is better. Okay. I think Magic was better. I than don't Bird. know enough about it. Pardon. I don't know enough about the 80s to make a decision on it. I've watched a few of those games, but just simply, you know, um, Bird was a transcendent player, but I just think from what Magic brought and how he uh, handled the game, his unique style, being a point forward, Larry was never that guy. He was very, very good as a basketball player. I just think Magic beat him bird more often head to head whether that's in the college finals or over multiple nba finals bird won two titles never playing magic he only beat magic one time whereas magic beat him like three times in a in like a series or a big game so like i'll I'll give the edge to magic as far as that goes i think it's a conversation worth having if you like watched 80s basketball but um that's where i go 70s is probably kareem 60s you're looking at either chamberlain or russell I'll probably give it to Chamberlain because I think Russell had better teams, but, and then fifties, you're looking at Mike. So, but am I putting Mike in the same conversation as I'm putting Jordan? No. And I think there is something to be said that, you know, as far as body type and um, changing certain attitudes or how they play stylistically, that's extremely different. But Again, I'll just take it the same way. This is how I define my discussion or uh, anything else. And when I always try and put these lists together, I'm asking myself a question. Simply put, if I had to go out and win the finals and start building a team, you have a choice between LeBron or Jordan as your first pick. I I don't I can't tell you exactly why why I would put my finger on it. I just I put it on Jordan, and I think it's it's. It's an intangible. But then again, I think there is so much. And that's my problem with modern sports statistics culture, where like baseball is unwatchable right now in some regards because it's strikeout or home run every fucking time you get up uh, to bat. Uh, And the NBA is slowly going that way with the amount of threes that we're taking per game. Some of it's watchable if it works and you kind of like balance that out. But if everybody is jacking up 63s a game, the game is going to be unwatchable. So there are things to be said for the intangible qualities, and there are intangible qualities about LeBron. Leadership is an intangible quality. Like the ability, and I've watched LeBron will certain teams to wins or be like one of the better teams 
basically by himself. So I give him credit for that. Um, but Michael was doing some of the same stuff before he lucked out and got Scotty. Like, you know, he was putting up 50 points in a playoff series against the 86 Celtics, which people debate is the best team of all time. So it's not like he was a schmuck. Yeah, I know, but he lost. You know, he he didn't do anything. LeBron didn't do lost anything. a lot of playoff series, too. I get that. But Michael Jordan didn't get past the first round of the playoffs until he got Scotty. He didn't do shit until Scotty. Oh, sure. And I and I. And he had, but the thing is, he had the benefit of the doubt of getting Scotty. LeBron James never, never got a Scotty Pippen well, drafted to his team. He never no, had a Phil I, Jackson calling the shots, and he never had uh, uh, but, a Kraus as a GM. Like he's never had those opportunities. He's had to do them you, himself. You think of how many different players that we would put in that category had they had some of the opportunities or had some luck involved. Anytime you win a championship, there is an element of luck that's always surrounding that. I, and I don't care what it is, whether it's a fantasy football championship with Danny last year or if it's an actual professional championship with injuries or whatever else. Like, we already talked about it with the Warriors being beat up. Like, I thought last year going in, there was nobody that was going to beat the Warriors because they had probably the uh, three of the top ten players in the league at that point. Now that was going in, I don't think they have that anymore or that the same guys would be thought of the same, but you know, that that was my thought. And you take two of those guys off the court and all of a sudden they're human. So Yeah, it's ultimately for me, um what it comes down to and I, I just I hate that LeBron has it held against him that for leaving because I feel like anybody in their right mind if you have an opportunity like that to one, go to Miami for four to five years, have no have no state income tax, get to go play with your best friend and somebody else who you like a lot, and you get a chance to be on a really good team and a management group that actually wants to put everything in up for you. Like all the resources, like you want somebody, we're gonna go out and get him. That sounds a hell of a lot better than dying in Cleveland and just watching your legacy well, just fall apart in Cleveland. But then there's Le- and then let me go to MJ real quick. And I I will say I, that just for the sake of argument, Cleveland did try and spend a lot of money both times he was there to try and get anybody in. Nobody wanted to go to Cleveland. That's dude, so that's, that's crazy not his, that, I don't get that. But that's that. but that's, that but that's not his fault. I will the, say that's they got not his they fault. Got, over the hill, Antoine Jameson. They had Shaq, who was 50 years too old. Carlos Boozer, who was, you know what I mean? Like, so, but that anyway. Year and that then, we had all of those big decisions, and he was the linchpin. He could not recruit. Like, Chris Bosch was not going to go to Cleveland. If they were going to get together, they was going to be in, like, Chicago. Yeah, well, yeah. And then he didn't even want it. Cleveland wasn't even, he was done with Cleveland. After the Boston game, even he said, like, Cleveland wasn't on his list. It was between Miami and New York. And I think the reason he didn't go to New York is because he didn't want to play with Amari Stoudemire. But anyway, but back to Jordan. Jordan, and there's, like you said, a lot of luck goes into winning championship. Michael Jordan had the benefit of the doubt of the Lakers and the Celtics all being old. They're all over the hill at that point. The Pistons also got old. They're all over the hill at that point. They were done. And then you were then you were the team like then you were there. But then the teams that you went up against 
were also old. Like, you went up against the Jazz two years in a row. They were old. Malone was old. Stockton was old. And then Malone the Sonics, won an MVP one of those years. Yeah, he now, did. Granted, I don't, I don't think he deserved it that year. Michael probably should have gotten that anyway, but and that was one of those old. weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, but then like, then you had the Supersonics. Gary Payton's not better than Michael Jordan, and Sean Kemp no. is not better than Scottie Pippen. Clyde Hersey Hawkins. Hersey Hawkins is is he better than Rodman or their Tony Kukoc? Like their team was I better. Been, I would have been. And then he curious. retired. Then he retired when the Spurs started to get, you know, when they were coming up, they wouldn't have kept it going. So my whole thing is I think he came into the league at the perfect time. They won championships at the perfect time. If he didn't go to baseball, they probably wouldn't have won another one. Um, But the Magic were a hell of a fucking good team. They were young. They had Penny Hardaway. They had Shaq, Nick Anderson. Like, they had a young squad, and they were coming for those Bulls. And they got Forrest Grant, too. So, but then the Bulls ended up beating them the next year. But I feel like that would have been, um, could have been well, something too. Well, some of that too, so. was some injuries. The Bulls never went against the the championship Rockets. Um, right. Yeah. They had their battles with the the Knicks, but I don't think the Knicks, other than Ewing, had um, any John one Starks, player Mark that Jackson. Like, come on. <laughs> well, Mark Jackson wasn't even on the team by '95. That was the um, Reggie Miller days, but. One of their toughest ones would have been those 98 Pacers when um, they had all of those guys together. I think best, that was like, that was the best chance that they had. And that game went that went seven. That was a seven game series. Like at the time of his retirement, I would have I think you would have had a problem with too many other players saying that John Stockton was not a top five point guard of all time. And Carl Malone's number two on the scoring list, um, even ahead of Michael. Now, part of that is longevity, but. Uh, and those guys were actually in the prime because, like, they played another, like, six, seven years after the 98 finals. So I don't think, the, like, they were a bad team, but... Um, no, I don't know, think so either. never went to seven in those series, and it, it's hard to equate some of that because the league was um, spread out for that second coming of Michael, that second three-peat where, like, you disperse some of the talent levels. But... And... I, I don't know. It, it's a hard, it's a harder debate than it looks on the surface. I, I just simply, and again, this isn't to say that LeBron isn't good or that he's not, again, I put him at number two just because I have to. He's the size of Bill Russell, but has the athleticism of magic. But if, if you're asking me, and I, that's why I put magic number three on the list. Um, but boy, I, I just, I would For have me, a hard it's one time. one A and one B. And that's fine. I, I'm not, I'm not going to fight you on that one. I just, I, I think it's still Michael one and two LeBron for me as far as that goes. And we'll just have to kind of like agree to disagree. Unless, I, Like I said, I don't think there's a right answer. I don't think there's a right answer. But just for people, um, and my whole argument comes from this, for people just to completely shut down and not listen to the LeBron argument, like, bro, <laughs> they're they're no. they're right there. Like it's it's. He right went to there. seven straight finals, taking some of those teams, which were just some bad, of some awful from fucking like awful dragging teams. dragging them to to stuff. And like, you know, there was a, there were a few years where it was the East is basically LeBron's because nobody's in it. No, it's not just because of that. 
But LeBron has an ability to basically drag his team to the finals. It's some awful fucking teams. If you got a chance, take a look at that first roster that he took to the finals when they got swept by the Spurs. Oh, I know. It's it's pretty bad. It's <laughs> so bad. Mo Williams, Zdrunas <laughs> so Olgowskis. bad. Like, how did you get there, man? But, but yeah. Like, I, I wouldn't say, like, Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving were particularly great either on on the championship team, but there, that was a confluence of things where Draymond Green decided to go penis on her again. Uh, he should never got he he shouldn't have never done that. Got suspended. And the, lost the thing that is, game, everybody man. treats that everybody treats that as um, luck for LeBron that Draymond got suspended and that's what turned the series. LeBron baited him into doing it. No. <laughs> and he took the bait. Like that's Draymond's- that's that's an intangible moment that LeBron won the series on a weird moment where something else could have gone completely different. But he had the the understanding, and sometimes it is that where you know you find some way to uh, motivate yourself. I mean, you watch the Last Dance, and how many times people were talking about, yeah, MJ just used to make up shit in order to motivate himself and like stir that fire or whatever it else. Some guys just have an intangible quality; you cannot place a finger on it, um, and that makes them different. And he's in that category. I just, I'll, I'll repeat myself until i'm uh, a full broken record that's not to say if lebron wins the next two championships with the lakers and anthony davis i'm gonna have a much harder argument than i did now because he will have been to like 10 or 12 finals and you're talking like you know statistically the championships may not quite be the same but it's going to be a much different conversation i hear you And that is your dagger. That's all for this week. And please uh, make sure to rate, subscribe, and review the new podcast on the Tom Duncan Network, as it's currently being called. Um, That'll help everybody else find the podcast and that uh, we continue to help uh, provide you winning opportunities on your fantasy teams, hopefully get you interested in this new type of uh, fantasy football. Uh, Until next time, thanks and have a great evening.